you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Coming up on Total Access, The Locker Room. There's always a little bit of drama leading up to the Super Bowl, right? Plexico slipped getting out of the cold tub and going into the shower on like Friday. What? With the Super Bowl. And nobody, nobody knew about it. But like I remember Friday afternoon, someone was saying, hey, Plex may not be able to play in the game. Welcome to NFL Total Access, The Locker Room. I'm Michael Robinson. And ordinarily, I'm joined by Coach Brian Billick. But he has some things going on today. But today, it's all about NFL Super Bowl experiences. We're talking to Sean O'Hara, and boy, does he have some great Super Bowl experiences. Talking about uh, the celebration afterwards and all of the preparation leading up to the big game. Let's bring in another Super Bowl champion, our resident center at NFL Network, Sean O'Hara. Sean, first of all, we we gotta we start every podcast with a locker room story. This this one is about Super Bowl stories. So let let's get a Super Bowl locker room story if you have one. Again, kids do listen to this show, so let's keep it a uh, light rated R. <laughs> 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 All right, thanks, Mike Rob. Thanks for having me on, buddy. Always great to see you. Um, hey, look when you when you hear Super Bowl and, and people ask you questions or to talk about that, I tell you, people talk about it being you know it's two weeks in between the championship game and the Super Bowl. It might as well felt like two months because yeah. the days felt like weeks. There was so much going on. There was so much preparation. Um, you know, the, the build up leading up to even the, the week before when you left to go you know that week in itself trying to prepare what was was i mean that, that felt like it, it never was going to end like you were never going to get a chance to get on the plane and actually go play the game so um you know it was definitely there's some great memories there i think locker room wise um one great story that, that i love from from our super bowl 42 trip you know the week leading up to to everything before you leave um you know you kind of it's serious. Everybody knows the Super Bowl, but you know you don't have the game that week. So there's some lighthearted moments, and there's some pranks that happen, and some <laughs> uh, you know some some guys have some fun with some people. Um, so our strength coach Jerry Paul Mary, you know he's he's a great great man. Uh, I love him dearly. He, he you know strength coaches. We always have a great relationship as players with our strength coaches. They're kind of that's kind of our home away from home and our place where we can go in and vent if we're if we vent about a coach that's dogging <laughs> us or that's not giving us the right play time or you know that's kind of like where that's our where we go for our mental therapy as well as our physical uh, therapy. But Jerry Palmieri was a great guy, a, a very strong Christian man of faith. But he had a good sense of humor. And I tell you what, we used to hammer Jerry. We would, I mean, we would tease him. He drove About this what? 87. My God, he drove this 87 Astro van. Like, it looked like he stole it, you know, from, from Scooby-Doo. You know, like, it, <laughs> it was, it was all, it was 87. I mean, he'd been, he'd been a strength coach in the NFL for a long time. So every year, we were like, Jerry, you got to trade it in. You got to get a new van. And he, he's like, no, I, I think he's still got another 100,000 miles on it. I, like, he never wanted to let it go. But... We always had a lot of fun with him. So Strahan used to kill him. Strahan used to get on him all the time. You know, the, the pregame stretch, 
uh-huh. pre-practice stretch, you know, that kind of becomes like such a routine. You just like, and he used to get on Jerry and be like, Jerry, it's week 16. You're not even saying the words right now. You're just saying, man, grab your toe. Are you saying, are you saying straighten your toes, grab your knees or straighten your knees, grab your toes? Like it, it was like jumbled. So he would just get on Jerry all the time throughout the stretch. So the week before we leave to go to Super Bowl, Jerry's like, all right, I'm getting Strahan back. I got to get him back. He's been he's been um, busting my you know what all my chops all season long. I, I got to the form. I'm I'm gonna get him. So of course he had to run it by Coach Coffin first because you know he, Coach Coffin loved to yell at Jerry too. He would get on him, so he had to get approval from the head guy. But Mike, we're stretching. We're in our lines, uh-huh. and Jerry comes walking out after we you know, jogged down, did 40 yards down, 40 yards back. All right, everybody, you're, you're stretching you're on the ground. Helmets are off, so and it's quiet. We're like in the indoor bubble, and you know you can hear everything. So Jerry's like, "Hey, hey, Stray, hey, Strahan, what the heck is this?" And he's pointing on the ground, Mike Rob. And what he got was he got this huge piece of string, like you know the string you would climb the open gym class, yeah, like yeah, a yeah. thick cable string with two knots on the other end, of, and it was laying on the ground on the field, like at midfield, and everybody's look up there looking at Jerry. Hey, Strand, did, what what is this? What did I tell you about leaving your dental floss on the football oh. field? Oh, everybody. I mean, oh, we're, we're, we're dying. Like, we bubbled Jerry. We're like, oh, man, that was great. Strand. I mean, he's just back there grinning with the big gap, you know. He's like, <laughs> Jerry, that was a good one. You got it. I think even Coach Coughlin was smiling at that one. Uh, it was a great moment for Jerry to kind of, you know, exact the revenge that he'd been plotting all year long. But it was kind of just, it was a great moment, too, you know, for that chemistry that you have as a team and you know look as, as a bunch of brothers you spend every single day Absolutely. with each other you get close with even the coaches and the coaching staff and there's nothing like that brotherhood bro you talk about those two weeks leading up to the super bowl which for, for our listeners who don't understand or may not get it you know you after you win the nfc championship game there's a pretty much a bye week right before the super bowl which usually the pro bowl is played and all of those things and you know, when we went to the Super Bowl in Seattle, you know, we were going up against the the, the top offense to ever play this game um, in, in Denver with Peyton Manning and that high-flying offense and all of those things, man. And in the media, it kind of painted us as kind of the bad guy, right? The, the Denver Broncos were the darlings, the offense, they're pretty. There's Peyton Manning. Oh, he's going to ride off into the sunset. Oh, yeah, the and Legion of Boom. Yeah, we got the Legion of Boom. We like to beat yeah. people up, physically yeah. take their lunch money, yeah. all of that. You know what I'm saying? You were the heel. Yeah, right? But, Sean, like, I know everybody has heard about Percy Harvin and Golden Tate fighting in the locker room. Okay, I I can confirm it. It happened. Even Golden has confirmed it, and so has Percy. But I don't think I've ever had a chance to to tell my my point, you know, the story from my point of view, Sean. Oh, boy. It it was crazy. You aired it out. I got to air it out, bro. It's our podcast. I got to air it out on Total Access Podcast. Bro. So we go into you guys' facility, okay? The, 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 the game was in New York. Yeah. We were at your, your facility, right? So we're in the Giants locker room. Loved your locker room too, too, man, by the way. It was nice and spacious. We had parties in there during the week, but that, that's a whole other conversation. But you could, you could <laughs> feel the tension on the wide receiver corner of the locker room as soon as you walked into the building. You knew something was going on, right? And when I walked into the building, I see Percy like – in a, in, a, in a stance like he's ready to do something to somebody. He's just standing there. And I'm like, oh, oh snap. Oh, what boy. the hell is Percy doing? Why is Percy so fired up, right? So 
He comes in. I mean, you, you see the other receivers come in. You see him and Golden and him and Doug Baldwin have a couple of words with each other. But it wasn't it wasn't like they were mad at each other. It was kind of like, oh, they just gonna have a conversation. So I go sit down, but I kind of keep my eye off it. I, I hit up Marshawn like, bro, something going on on the outside with them wide receivers, man. We used to always talk trash about the wide receivers because you know they didn't always block them safeties like we wanted them no. to. Sean, you why know how the divas? Exactly, man. You know they getting that Russell for not throwing the ball. But anyway, we see them kind of going back and forth. I see Percy turn his back to Golden, and then turn real fast. So as he turned real fast to go back at Golden, I stood up because I knew something was about to happen after that. Yeah, the biscuits start, are coming out. Yeah, it's coming out. Boom. He starts swinging on Golden. I'm talking about I had never seen it like that before, dog. Just like he was somebody off the street. He just started swinging on him. So, boom. I, I put uh, Percy in the, in, in the full Nelson, right? Boom. I got him like this. You know, Percy was a, you know, he's a strong guy. But, you know, I'm a fullback at that time. I'm 250. So, I put him up against the wall like, Percy, dog, you got to chill. We're at the damn Super Bowl. Do you understand that? Yeah. We're going to try to win a championship. Chill out, bro. Oh, by the way, Sean, we're taking the photograph that we're going to, you know, give to everybody once we win the Super Bowl. We're about to take that picture. Yeah. <laughs> you know how it is. The, you, the, get, you, know? you get all bloody for the team photo. Exactly. So I'm telling Percy, bro, you got to chill, man. You from VA, you know. Hang, chill out, man. Beat up Golden after we win the Super Bowl, right? So, boom, he said, all right, Mike, I got you. I got you. I, I take five steps toward my locker, Sean. Now, granted, we're changing. So, you know, I just got on just my, you know, my lowers. Let's just say yeah. that. Hopefully y'all ain't in towels. <laughs> no, what about it in just towels? No, what about it just in towels? Before I could get back to my locker, bro, they're fighting again. They're fighting again. Oh, I'm pulling them off. You know, the big defensive lineman yeah. had to pull everybody off. And Percy was so pissed off. because all. And I'm like, Percy. What the hell is the problem, bro? Man, they ain't got to say my name when the media asks them anything about wide receivers. I'm like, bro, you punched them because of that? Are you kidding me? We go out to the we go out to the pitcher, going to come running out last, big dog, by himself with every coach around him. And so, if you look at in our team pitcher after the oh, Super Bowl, man. bro, I don't think going too happy. Uh, uh, in, in that picture, man, it was the biggest secret going on before the Super Bowl. Was it and Hey, look, don't, hey, look, Sean, don't tell nobody, right? Don't let anybody know this, okay? He was, it, it did, he did look a little bit glazed. Oh, I ain't saying he had a black eye, but it was just oh. glazed right there. I know Golden gonna beat me up oh, for telling man. this story um, uh, out loud. But after we finished the picture, I mean, literally, we got to the hotel. Pete Carroll pulls me in a closet in a hotel. I, I've never seen this room before in a closet. And he said, Mike, tell me what the hell is going on. Before I could talk, he said, you better fix it. You better fix it. I'm like, man, I ain't fighting nobody, man. What am I supposed to do, dog? So at the end of the day, we had a fight right before we actually went and took on the biggest fight of all of our lives in the Super Bowl, the biggest game ever played. But going back to your Super Bowl, Sean. And, per- and Percy played, I think Percy balled out a little bit too, didn't he? he... Did, did he ball out? Bruh. Yeah. Um, he, was, they, he was a man on fire. 
A dog. No, our whole game plan was to get him the yeah. football, and he one of those drives in the in the first half. He took the ball down the field, and they they kicked it to him in the second half, Sean, and he took it for a touchdown. So we yeah. definitely knew that we we won the war of of, of who was going to do right by Percy Harvin. But yours, man, the New England Patriots, y'all beat, man. What was it like after you won that game? I I, I would expect that. New York City went crazy for the New York Giants. Can you just talk about that? Because I know what our Super Bowl parade looked like in Seattle. We had a million people. I don't know how they got off work on a damn yeah. uh, Tuesday. <laughs> but I'd love to hear kind of how you, how you guys celebrated in New York. Yeah, I don't think anybody's surprised that the 12s showed up and showed out for you guys up there. Um, well, you know, look, first, I, I will say this. There's always a little bit of drama leading up to the Super Bowl, right? You, you yeah. had yours with your locker room. We had a little bit ourselves. Um, you know, Plaxico slipped getting out of the cold tub and going into the shower on like Friday. What? Before the Super Bowl. And nobody, nobody knew about it. But, like, I remember Friday afternoon, someone was saying, hey, Plax may not be able to play in the game. And this was after we had practiced all week, already done everything. So he, he like, sprained his MCL. Um, you know, of course, the offensive linemen were like, suck it up, man. It's just, you're, you're playing in this damn game. Like, MCL, like, if it's ACL, okay, but you don't get out of it for that. So, um, you know, that, yeah, so right up to game time, like, we didn't know if Fox was going to be able to do it. I didn't right? know so that, man. Out. But, uh, yeah, some of that drama adds to the story. But to your point about after the game, you know, what's ironic about the Super Bowl is, you know, you kind of go through everything as it leads up. Everything is about a plan, right? Gotta have a plan. Here's what mm -hmm. we're gonna do the week before we leave. Here's what we're gonna do from an install. We're gonna have it all in. Then the week of the of the game, here's what we're gonna do. You've got a plan for your family. Everybody got a plan for meetings. Everybody has a plan, right? The one thing nobody talks about is what is the plan for after the game? <laughs> yeah. Like, we don't, you don't walk through, here's what, here's what we're going to do after the game because you don't want to jinx That's anything. You, you know, it's like a superstitious thing. Like we don't talk about what are we doing after the game. So the entire season has been mapped out to the minute. And then all of a sudden the game ends and you're like, we have no plan. Nobody has no any plan. clue. What is going to happen? What are we supposed to do? So you're kind of just like running around, confetti's falling. You're looking for your wife, um, your family, and you, know, you, you find each other. But even then, there's like there, there's no right, orchestrated man. circumstances. Like okay, after the game, everybody gather on here, like a group photo here. The you know they they start setting up for the uh, stands for the post game, and you know it's just complete pandemonium. Even after the you know they bring out the Lombardi Trophy. Uh -huh. No, there's nobody saying, guys, go to the locker room. The bus no. is leaving in 15 minutes or anything. So you get in the locker room and it's just, there's people all in the locker room that you've never seen before in your life. The media's in there and, and people are trying to steal the quarterback's jerseys and, and just <laughs> kind of looking around like, now what do we do? And you look at your phone and you're like 450 messages. messages. Like, oh my gosh, yep. I got, I have a shower and then you get on the bus. So complete pandemonium. And, you know, there's a couple lasting images. I'll never forget, you know, being on the bus and, the voicemails that you got for guys you played high school football with guys oh. that coached you at every level, people that are like in, you could hear it in their voice, the jubilation. Mm -hmm. You feel like, man, it wasn't just me winning Super Bowl. Like they were, they were with me. Like they want, we won this together. And you share that with all of your friends and your, your, your family, all the closest people that meant something to you in your life. So that part of it's really special when we were pulling up to the hotel, the team hotel, 
nobody ever says, by the way, there's an after party at the team hotel, you know, yeah. but if you win, oh, well, you're damn right. There's an after party. <laughs> and I remember as we pulled up, we were at the Sheridan Wild Horse Resort in Arizona. It was like five minutes outside of Glendale. Like we were out away from everything. I hung out at your and hotel. You bro. Up all of a sudden, yeah, it was a sweet pad. It was great. There was nothing to do, but I know. picked up Jay Alfred. I picked up Jay Alfred, took him on a Walmart run, you know, old Penn Stater. That's my guy. I was chilling at y'all hotel. Yeah. yeah. For that Super Bowl. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's, that's right. You and Biggie Souls go way back. Yeah. Um, so that that place was 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 it was lit up, Mike Rob. Like like it had been chill and calm and you know, yeah. it's like a resort all week long. As we're pulling up, man. I mean, it was like lights coming up. I mean, it was like a like a glow show, like it was glow sticks. I mean, it was crazy. And we pull up and there were just people outside of the hotel. And all I remember is Heineken lights just start flying up this way and you're just grabbing the beers and the party <laughs> just started. And it, you know, that whole scene is just, you know, it, it, it's, it gets blurry at times because there's so much going on. Your family's there and everybody's there celebrating together. It's a really cool moment, but you, you asked about the parade and yeah. after you win the Super Bowl, you kind of, everything is just, it feels like a dream and you can't believe it's, it's happening. So I remember getting on the plane and while we're on the plane coming back from Arizona on Monday, the day after the game, mm-hmm. you know, they were saying, all right, guys, listen, when you get to the stadium, y'all, you have to get measure for your rings. So they literally had somebody walking around the yep. locker room with a ring sizer and everybody got their finger measured. So you got the ring size and then hey, tomorrow, make sure you're here at 10 a.m. We got exit physicals and yep. then we've got the parade. We got to get on the bus and go to the parade. And I'm like, parade? What are you talking about parade? <laughs> And I remember getting on the bus with everybody and we're like, all right, we're having a parade. Like it's February. It is cold as it's like Antarctica out here. Like, <laughs> you know, nobody's going to come out in the streets to watch us, you know, walk up and down the street. Like, no. So we're on the bus and, you know, half the people didn't sleep. Half the people, you know, are still nursing one over from the night before. And, mm-hmm. you know, there were some Bloody Marys on the bus, I'm sure. <laughs> And I'll never forget as we turned on to Broadway in New York City, and there was like an audible gasp on the bus because Mike Rob, I've never seen anything like this in New York City. But as you looked down the Canyon of Heroes, the amount of people that were just mobbed on the sides of the streets and hanging out windows of the buildings, I mean, wow. it was it was like something out of a movie. Like, I've never, you know, I've been in New York City so many times. I'd never seen anything like that. And to go down to start of that parade and to see the entire city come out, because New York City is tough, man. I mean, they will beat Mm -hmm. you up. But the love that we felt from that city, because we represented them in the Super Bowl and brought home a championship, it was, you know, one of the greatest things I've ever experienced. I'll never forget it. Um, and I'll never forget, you know, just going down that, that entire canyon of heroes. And then at the end, Mayor Bloomberg gave us all a key to the city. Um, wow. You know, supposedly it's a get out of jail free car key, but oh. it didn't really work for some people. Um, but it was, it, it was a great moment. And it was something that I know that, that we all uh, will cherish forever. That, that's crazy, Sean. Sometimes I pinch myself to 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 see if I'm really living this life, man. I mean, to be a part of of a Super Bowl winning uh, team, there, there's only been what 54, 55 teams that have won a championship of our of our great sport. Was it all that you imagined? Like, you know, before the game, 
you know, you're thinking, okay, if I win this Super Bowl, this is going to change in my life. Cause I know this, that's what I was thinking. You know, I'm going to, I may buy myself five more years in this league. I may, you know, um, all of a sudden this may happen for me or this opportunity may happen for me. And then as the confetti's falling down and, and all of those things, I wake up the next morning already. The, 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 the NFL media is talking about who's going to win the championship the next year. Right. And so for me, it was kind of like, hey, I, I thought this was going to be this crazy thing. Yet still life happens after you win the Super Bowl. What, was it all that you asked for? Uh, and then some, you yeah. know, I, I think the one thing that, that I, and I learned early on, you know, my first year in Cleveland, we went three and 13. You know, I was an undrafted guy and, and the first two years in Cleveland, you know, we didn't win many games. So, you know, for me, uh, the Super Bowl, I was always at the parties because I was I was in Vegas. I, I was yeah. it was like, hey, what do we do with Super Bowl? Like, All right, you know, it wasn't are you going to be playing? And I know it was like, where are we partying? When I came to the Giants, that mentality kind of changed, and it and it, it was eye opening. Just like, all right, totally different perspective. Like, let's get to that big dance. But even then, it just right, Mike. It doesn't feel like, oh man, that's never going to happen to us. Like, that's always going to be the other team. You know, yeah. the other guys. Like, we're ne- it's never tangible. Like. It, you're never going to be able to experience it. So just making it to the Super Bowl was an unbelievable accomplishment. And I remember seeing my family there and I'm like, man, I can't believe I'm getting to play in the big dance. Like, I can't believe this is really happening. A, a childhood dream come true. To win it in the fashion that we did against the team that we did, who was 18 yeah. and 0. I mean, they were perfect. They had already beat us the season before. Um, and really, it's, you know, it, it's changed everything. And it, it, it's changed everything in a way that I never could have imagined. Um, you know, a couple of quick examples. Now, first of all, before the Super Bowl, I could walk into the mall and nobody knew anything. Like, as yeah. an old lineman, like, it's great. You can find the radar. <laughs> nobody knows who you are. Nobody cares. None of that. After the Super Bowl, I'll never forget. I'm, my wife and I, we were, she's like, hey, I need to go get some new shoes or whatever. I'm like, all right, let's go. She was like, I can't take you with me anymore. Like, after the Super Bowl, like, people recognize you and they started, you know, people started coming up. It kind of became like an ordeal. So it was like, wow, this is totally different. So that changed. And then the other thing is, you know, we played this game, Mike, because we love it, right? We love mm-hmm. football since we were kids. We love the physical aspect of it. Um, football is not for everybody, but we love it, man. It, it's it, There's nothing that can replace that when it's done. But as football players, we all realize we have an expiration date. And we don't know when that expiration date is. You know, we all know that the chances are we're not going to get the ride off in the sunset like Strahan did and like Ray Lewis did and and call our own shots. So that that expiration date is coming. But what we all hope for is that it's some way or fashion we can leave an impact or leave a legacy on the game. Right. I call it the football immortality. Mm-hmm. There's two ways to achieve football immortality. Right. Make the Hall of Fame. Very few people get to experience that or you win a Super Bowl. You do one of those two things and you are immortalized in the football world. And, you know, congratulations to you on, on that too, achievement. Brother. It's 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 really cool to, to be a part of NFL history forever. I think it, it's something that every player should experience. And you know, I, I feel very blessed. Uh, I thank the Lord that, that I was able to experience that and I was able to do it with the guys that I did it with, because uh, that's always the one thing that, that sticks out on me is that the group of men that we did it with is the reason why we were able to accomplish it. 
Well, Sean, I, I couldn't have said it better myself. And I had a coach um, a long time ago that, that would say, now your name is in what we call indelible ink, being an NFL champion. Thank you for coming by the show. And that'll do it for this week's episode of NFL Total Access, The Locker Room. For more insight with The Locker Room point of view, check out the latest episodes every Wednesday and Friday on Apple and Spotify. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.